Good day. I'm evangelist and pastor Derek E. Wilkes, president and founder of the Congregation of Churches. Welcome to our website and welcome to the Gospel Publisher. Today we're looking at healing lessons. Healing lessons part four. And we're studying the healing of Jairus's daughter and the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. Go with me to the book of Luke chapter eight, please. Luke chapter eight. This particular healing case is found in three locations. It's found in the book of Matthew chapter nine. It's found in the book of Mark chapter five. And it's found here in the book of Luke chapter eight. Luke chapter eight. And I want you to begin reading with me in verse 41. In fact, let's do this first. Let's pray. Father, your word conceived in my human spirit and formed by my tongue and spoken out of my mouth is creative ability that is working for me now in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Luke chapter eight and verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. That's important. This man is a ruler of the synagogue. He's one of the bigwigs, all right, one of the religious leaders, all right? And uh, let's read on. And he fell down at Jesus' feet. Now, this is unique. This man, a ruler of the synagogue, falls down at Jesus' feet. Now, many of these uh, leaders from the synagogue, these religious leaders, they opposed what Jesus was doing. They would not have wanted to compromise their influence and fall down at Jesus' feet in a public uh, environment like this. He falls down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about 12 years of age. This is his only daughter, 12 years of age, and she lay a dying, but as he went, the people thronged him. So now, here's a ruler of the synagogue that compromises his influence, his uh, authority, his prestige, because, I mean, this, this, this leader now, he has peers and colleagues that are out there, and there's other people out there, but he doesn't care about any of this. Right now, he's concerned about his daughter. His daughter is dying. I, I have to lay aside my... Uh, the perceived reputation that I that I think I have as a leader of the synagogue. My daughter needs healing. Now go with me to Mark chapter 5, please. Mark chapter 5. And let's pick up over here in Mark chapter 5. Luke gives us uh, her age. She's 12 years of age. Now keep that in mind. That's important. She's 12 years of age. All right? Verse 22 of Mark chapter 5. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, when he saw Jesus, he fell at Jesus' feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now, Jairus released his faith right there. He released his faith. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. So we see him. Uh, humbling himself, worshiping Jesus, all right? And he says, now, this is the situation. My daughter's at the house. She's dying. Uh, but if you'll come and lay your hands on her, 
You see, hands uh, become a point of contact. Hands become a point of contact for the transmission of the healing power of God. Say that with me. Hands become a point of contact for the transmission of the healing power of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. If you lay your hands on her, she will be healed and she shall live. Now, what you believe in your heart ought to be in your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you believe something in your heart, the likelihood is that you'll speak it with your mouth. If you believe that you're that there's no hope, you'll speak that with your mouth. If you believe that uh, things are getting worse, you'll speak that with your mouth. If you believe that you're healed, you'll speak that with your mouth. Whatever you believe in your heart, you'll speak it with your mouth and you'll have what you say. Glory to God. Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. Glory to God. Now, notice here, he speaks his faith. Let me say something to you here. Uh, it's worth mentioning. There's a process that we need to understand as it relates to faith, as it relates to tapping into the manifestation of the power of God. And uh, many times we want to start with, let's say, manifestation of the power of God. We all want to start with manifestation. Manifest my healing, you see. But we have to back up. What, what would we back up to? You could back up to the anointing. So there's manifestation of the power of God in your body. There's manifestation, the healing. And then if you back up, there's the anointing or the power of God. What is the significance of the power of God? Well, the power of God removes burdens. The power of God or the anointing of God removes burdens and destroys yokes. Okay. Well, what comes before uh, the power of God? Faith. Faith comes before the power of God. Faith actually connects you to the power of God so that you can get the manifestation. There's the manifestation, there's the power of God, and then there's faith. Faith connects you to the power of God so that you can get the manifestation. Many people want to start with manifestation. Many people want to start with the power of God. Many people want to start with faith. All three of these are good. It's nice to have manifestation, but you don't start there. It's nice to have the power of God, but you don't start there. It's nice to have the faith of God, but you don't start there either. You have to back up. You have to believe something. Belief is to accept something as being true. Heart belief, H-E-A-R-T, heart belief is to accept something as being true, independent of sense knowledge evidence. You have to back up to heart belief. You have to believe something. Once you believe something, then you release your faith. When you release your faith, you connect to the power. When you connect to the power, you get manifestation. But you don't start with the belief. You start with the word. Glory to God. But you don't start with the word. You start with hearing the word. Glory to God. You need to hear the word. When you hear the word, you'll believe. When you believe, you'll release your faith. When you release your faith, you'll connect to the power. When you connect to the power, you'll get the manifestation. Many people want to start with the manifestation instead of starting with hearing. Hearing is important to you getting a manifestation of healing in your body. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, look at verse 23. 
He besought Jesus greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray you, come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. This is his faith speaking. And I suspect that he was speaking this throughout the journey to his house. Glory to God. They begin their journey to Jairus' house, and I suspect that Jairus is saying within himself, within his heart, and in his mind, and even with his mouth at times, My daughter will be healed, and she shall live. My daughter will be healed, and she shall live. My daughter will be healed and she shall live. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now look at verse 24. And Jesus went with them. Glory be to God. That's enough to shout on right there. Jesus went with them. Jesus will always flow with faith. He'll always flow with faith. Glory to God. And much people followed them and thronged them. Verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. Stop. How long? 12 years. How old is Jairus' daughter? 12 years of age. So Jairus' daughter, she is as old as this woman has had this uh, issue of blood. She's been alive for the same amount of time that this woman has had this issue of blood. I don't believe that's a coincidence that these two flow together in this particular chapter. Glory to God. Hallelujah. She's 12 years of age. And uh, Jairus now, he has to be compassionate. He has to show some mercy to this woman. Because, uh, and the reason I say that is because Jairus legally, legally, he could have had this woman stoned, according to the law, for being out there uh, with that issue of blood in the public setting. He could have had her stoned. He was a leader of the synagogue. He was a ruler of the synagogue. He could have had her stoned for being out there like this. But he didn't. Because he has a daughter, and he needs the mercy of God at his house, you see. And so now, uh, look at verse 25. And a certain one which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things. She suffered many things. Not just this blood issue, but many things. And, uh, you know, I suspect this blood, issue opened the, this blood issue opened the door to other things that she had suffered, you see. She suffered many things of many physicians. Okay, now she's going to many doctors. They're probably passing her along from doctor to doctor, you know, and uh, and has spent all that she had. So she had 12 years worth of money, spent all she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Now let's stop there for a second. She didn't get any better. She only grew worse, and she spent all she had. Now, uh, in the Old Testament, we find a reference that says that money answers all things. Well, I submit to you that money does not answer all things. The actual Hebrew says money answers many things. Money doesn't answer all things. Money answers the questions that are asked of money. I'll say that again. Money answers the questions that are asked of money. You know, money doesn't answer healing. I mean, this woman had this blood issue for 12 years and she couldn't buy her healing. She couldn't get her healing situation dealt with. She couldn't get her blood situation, pardon me, dealt with with the money she had. She had 12 years worth of money. She had deep pockets, but she couldn't get healed with her money. Money won't heal you. You need the power of God. You need the anointing of God. You need the ability of God. You need the grace of God. Glory to God. And, uh, and we're, as you read on, you're going to see that she connected with the power of God when she released her faith. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now notice here, verse 27. But when she heard of Jesus, oh, stop right there. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes out of hearing. Glory to God. But when she heard of Jesus, she not, she not only heard that Jesus was going to be in town. She not only heard that Jesus was passing through, but she heard about Jesus. She heard that he was anointed. Jesus often said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised and broken down, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He said that he was anointed. He preached that he was anointed everywhere he went. He preached that he was anointed. Glory to God. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, okay, all right, all right, here we go. Now remember, Jairus released his faith, saying something. Come to my house, lay hands on my daughter, and she will be healed, and she shall live. That was his faith talking. Now this woman, she's about to release her faith with words. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Now she's releasing her faith with words. Words is the dominant way that you release your faith. Now there are other ways of releasing your faith, other forms of corresponding action, but the dominant way it's with words. You never do anything. For the most part, you don't do anything without saying it first. Glory to God. Hallelujah. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. She felt. And many times people want to feel before they believe. But believing precedes feeling. Faith precedes feeling. We walk by faith, not by feeling. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now, wait a minute now. She said in verse 28, if I touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. But in verse 29, it says that she was healed of that plague. But that wasn't her confession. That wasn't her faith affirmation. Her faith affirmation was, I shall be made whole. Glory be to God. And we're going to see that she's going to get what she said because you can have what you say. According to Mark 11, 23 and 24, you can have what you say. Amen. What are you saying? Or what are you saying about your physical body? That's about you. What are you saying about your physical health? What are you saying? Glory to God. She said, uh, verse 29, look at verse 29 again, please. And straight the fountain, straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him. Okay, now this word virtue in verse 30, this word virtue represents uh, moral goodness in the epistles. When you see it in the, the epistles, it represents moral goodness. But here in the gospels, it represents the power of God. The virtue, the power, the anointing of God. So Jesus, knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Who touched my clothes? Who touched me? Who touched my clothes? Who touched my clothes? Who touched my clothes? And he had to ask this several times. And his disciples said unto him, 
You see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? Who touched me? All these people are touching you. You say, who touched me? You know, but this was a touch of faith. This was a touch of faith. This was a different kind of touch. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Now she's giving her testimony. I wonder how long that took. Did that take an hour? Did that take an hour and a half? Did that take two hours? You have to remember, <clears throat> this woman had this issue of blood for 12 years. This may have been a long testimony. Meanwhile, the procession to Jairus' house has stopped. The procession to Jairus' house has stopped now because this woman is giving her testimony. She stops the whole procession with this whole uh, testimony bit, okay? And uh, you have to keep in mind uh, that no matter how long it takes to get to Jairus' house, Jairus already released his faith, and Jairus has Jesus come into his house. Jesus represents life. Glory to God. Even if this girl was to die, life is coming to Jairus' house. And life can raise the dead. When life comes to your house, the dead and the living are affected. Praise God. Hallelujah. So now notice here. Glory to God. She told him all the truth. She gives her testimony. Verse 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, your faith, your faith hath made you whole. Glory to God. What did she claim? She said that if she could touch the hem of his garment, she would be made whole. She would just touch his clothes. She would be made whole. That was her affirmation. I will be made whole. She didn't say healed. She said whole. Now whole represents to be saved. It represents to be delivered. It represents to be uh, healed. Whole. It comes from a Greek, a Greek root word, sozo, and it represents all of those things. Sozo. S-O-Z-O. It means saved, healed, delivered, whole. It means to be complete. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And this is what this woman said. She says, I shall be made whole. Glory to God. She was healed. But Jesus tells her, you are whole. Notice what he says here. Glory to God. Verse 34. And he said unto her, daughter, your faith hath made you whole. Glory be to God. Go in peace. Go in peace. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. Now, perhaps the loss of peace, the loss of peace is what opened the door for her to get sick in the first place. For some people, once they lose their peace, uh, you know, perhaps through uh, trouble in the marriage or trouble in the finances or trouble in the body, or I don't know, maybe there's some relational issues. Sometimes people lose their peace and it opens the door to sickness and disease or even getting worse than you were. The loss of peace. He says, go in peace and be whole of your plague. In other words, retain your wholeness by operating in peace. Be at peace and be whole of your plague. Glory be to God. And while he yet spake, they came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, searching which said, your daughter is dead. Your daughter is dead. There's no more hope. Your daughter is dead. No need of making that confession anymore. Come to my house and uh, lay your hands on my daughter and she shall be healed and she shall live. Forget that. Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the master any further? Now, certainly when Jairus heard this, he could have gotten into a place of fear, couldn't he? 
He could have got over to a place of fear as soon as he heard that. But instead of getting into fear, uh, he stays in faith. And the reason he was able to stay in faith is because Jesus stopped him. Jesus stopped him. Jesus understood something about fear. Fear connects you to death. Fear is the death connector. Faith connects you to life, but fear will connect you to death. Fear will connect you to death. Say that with me. Fear will connect one to death. Faith will connect one to life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, so there's a person coming from the house. He says, your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master any further. Verse 36. And as soon as Jesus heard the word, as soon as he heard it, as soon as he heard it, as soon as he heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. He stopped them. Don't be afraid, only believe. Don't get into fear, only believe. Believe what? Believe what you said earlier. Believe what you said earlier in verse 23. Come and lay your hands on her. She will be healed and she shall live. Believe that. Be not afraid, only believe. That's the only thing I want you to do is believe what you said. And so Jairus continues to the house with Jesus in a procession. And you can imagine, if you can imagine this, Jairus is saying within himself, my daughter shall be healed and she shall live. My daughter shall be healed and she shall live. Glory to God. He got his faith working. He got his faith engaged. He's speaking the word. All right. Look at verse 37. And he suffered that no man follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and see if the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why do you make all this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleeps. She's not dead. And when they laughed him to scorn. Oh, now you're laughing at Jesus. Okay. That's, how's that going to turn out? But when he had put them all out, there you go. He put the unbelief out the house. You got to put the unbelief out the house. You got to turn off the unbelief from the television. You got to turn off the unbelief from the radio. You got to put the unbelief out the house. You got to put the unbelief out the house. You can make a song out of that. You got to put the unbelief out the house. Put the unbelief out the house. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not a rapper. I'm a preacher. Praise God. We'll stick to my day job, right? And they laughed him to scorn, but he, when he had put them all out, he took up the father and the mother and the damsel. The father, the mother, and the daughter. All right? And of course, you know, he had Peter, James, and John with him. Now, why did he put them all out? He has to protect the atmosphere for healing. We want to create a faith atmosphere. We want to create a faith environment. We want to create a healing environment. So we have to put the unbelief out. Glory to God. And so uh, this daughter is 12 years of age. And so you have to have the parents' consent. All right. And so he kept the parents with him. All right. So now the mother of the damsel and them that were with him, and they entered into where the damsel was lying. He took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha Kumai, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto you, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years. Glory to God. And they were astonished with great astonishment. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We see two things here. We see two stories here, two healing cases. And in both instances, one of the most outstanding uh, characteristics or characteristic is the release of faith with words. They believed and they spoke their faith. The woman with the issue of blood, she believed something and she said something. Jairus believed something and he said something. Glory to God. You and I have to do the same thing. We have to believe something and say it. Believe it 
and speak it. Say it with me. I believe and I speak. You know, in fact, over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, go with me to 2 Corinthians for a moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I want you to see something because I want you to really grasp the importance of this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. I want you to see something here. Notice what it says. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Paul was quoting the psalmist. Glory to God. What are you saying? I believe and therefore speak. Whatever you believe, you will speak and you will have what you say. At some point in time, you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Glory to God. You believe that in your heart and you confess that Jesus was Lord and you was born again. You believed and you spoke something. Here, 2 Corinthians 4.13, they believed something and they, they spoke something. Paul and his team. Praise God. Mark 11, 23 and 24 speaks the same thing. You go check it out at some point. Believing and speaking is God's way. Believing and speaking. Do you believe that you are healed? Say this with me. I believe that the power of God is working in my body right now. I believe that the healing power of God is working in my body right now. Glory to God. Say this with me. I will experience a manifestation of the glory of God in my physical body right now. Say it again. I believe that I will experience the manifestation of the glory of God in my physical body right now. Well, let me pray with you. I'm going to release my faith in your behalf. You don't need to say anything at this point. Just receive. In the name of Jesus, I release my faith in your behalf and I command your physical body to be healed, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say, I receive. Lift your hands and praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. I am the healed. I receive the manifestation of the power of God in my physical body right now. Say this with me. The anointing is working in my body right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. I'm evangelist and Pastor Derek E. Wilkes. President and founder of the Congregation of Churches and behalf of this team here saying to you, prosper and look forward to the fellowship with you.